Minds podcast. We Yay. are so pleased you can join us today. My name is Jessie Cox. I'm your host. And sat opposite me is the wonderful Ali Wilcock. And she is the CEO and founder of Number Nine, the nursery. Ali, hello. Hi. And today, I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about a subject that is very close to my heart right now because of what is happening in my own house, tantrums. That's, that's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's a hard one. It's this. a whole nother level. I thought yeah. I was bossing the parenting thing. And Terrible twos. Two what is that about? Yeah, crazy. Having a small version of yourself arguing with you. Amazing. Yeah. So, Ali, you have many, many years of experience. Probably looked after hundreds and hundreds of children. Yeah, haven't counted. We need to work this out, but yeah. like a lot. Yeah. You have dealt with tantrums all the time. Why? Why? Why are they having so many tantrums? I actually dealt with your tantrums. Oh, that's horrendous. Yeah. yeah. When right. I was 14. In fact, I have to, d- full disclosure here to the listeners, my daughter was having a tantrum the other day and... Ali was dealing with it and she actually said, Jessie, which is my name. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it comes full circle. It, she'll get this back in, in spades as well with it when she has her children. Um, what is going on with these kids? Why do you go from having a really gorgeous little baby who's so sweet to yeah. this, I don't even know what to call yeah. it, this, this tornado of I don't want it, I want it, I don't want it. What, what happened? Yeah. It, 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 it is a really tricky time. And, you know, we were chatting about this before, weren't we? We were saying there's so many advices, so many conflicting things as well. So many books. Where do you even, like, what do you do? Where do you even turn? I know. It is, and it is, it, let's be honest, it's a really hard developmental stage in your child's life. It really is. And it, it almost happens overnight. You put this little sweet thing down to bed and then they wake up in the morning and they start screaming and shouting at you. And they're not happy. Let's and be honest. they're not happy. They are not, nobody in the house is having a good time. No one's happy at this point. No. But, I mean, the, the first thing is it's normal, right? That's what you've got to remember. This doesn't is feel normal. it, does it? It feels very unnormal. Yeah. And you think, what have I done wrong? No, none of that. This is a normal stage of development. And it's an important stage of development. It needs to happen. They, loads of things are happening, okay? So one of the things that's happening is their brains are developing. And their brains are developing at a rapid rate. And their emotions are growing and developing. And again, their emotions are bigger than they can even handle many, many times. Also, you've got the lack of communication, the inability to say, mum, I've woken up, I'm not feeling in a great mood and you're really annoying me, asking me which shoes. I don't know which shoes I want, mum. Help me out. They haven't got that communication. Life would be so much better if they could have that sort of conversation with you. It's so much easier when they can actually talk to you and let you know. But, you know, at this sort of stage, they can't. And so they're just, they're having all these changes in their body, all this development's going on inside of them. Their emotions are kicking off and they can't communicate with you. So I think if you can have empathy with your toddler, that's going to help. But you've got to be in a quite a giving position for that haven't you really yeah well this is this yeah exactly you really have Jess and you know this is why looking after yourself as a mum full stop it with every stage of their life is so important you can't pour out of an empty cup 
You've got to look after yourself. You've got to make sure that you've got what you need in your tank. And you need supportive friends, supportive family. You need a good bedtime. You need to look after yourself and just recognise that, yeah, this is hard and I'm doing great just getting through it. And it's often the time where the second baby comes along. Mm. Yeah. Transition. We're going to talk about changes, aren't we? Yeah in children and how to support changes in children because that again is another really difficult stage so but when they are having tantrums and you know things are kicking off at home if you are in a better space or the best space that you can be you're going to handle it better and the last thing you want as a mum or a dad is to deal with something and then feel guilty about it all day all all done that all done that you know, all of the time. And I think that's the thing you've just got to think to yourself, you know, be kind to yourself. I can do this. It's okay. It's going to end. You know, this isn't forever. I, I did that so well, you know, and try and stop the big reactions of sweeping in with them. Um, right, that's it. Yeah, because you're just not even going to feel good about yourself. Sometimes you do need to do that, you know, and there is just no other way and you just need to take control. But if you can be empathetic in your heart, um, that's a really good thing to do as well. The other thing as well that I think is really important is, you know, if your child is, you know, tired, ill, under mm. the weather, you know, struggling with a new sibling or whatever it is, it's going to be much harder for you to actually deal with that tantrum in a positive way. So you look at their physical needs first. Check, are they okay? Are they ill? Do they, you know, are they hungry? Are they thirsty? Are they overstimulated? Because that can be the other thing. You can just get over the top. Oh, it hasn't happened in COVID, let's be honest. I've been <laughs> stuck in the house watching Coco Melon on repeat. Coco Melon's really Oh, I be- want to have a chat with the person who invented Coco Melon, seriously. Um, okay, so Ali, when you're dealing with a tantrum then and you see a physical need like so what should you do like stop and shove food in their face or like (laughs) make them lay down like what do you do if you see that it actually it's a physical need you know just like us children don't function well if they're tired and hungry ill or upset so honestly you've really got to put any ideas of teach them to cooperate or to do what you want them to do until those physical needs are met so if then you have got your child and they, you know, they're not unwell, they're not hungry, etc., you know, you have to think of, okay, so why are they showing signs of aggression? Say it's signs of aggression that they're showing. And aggression can happen for many reasons. And I've thought of a few, but I'm sure there's probably, um, you know, a few more. Not being able to communicate their needs with you. That's a really big one. Mm. Because you know how frustrating it can be when you're asking for something and someone doesn't understand you. Or you're trying to explain a story and someone's not really listening. Like, being able to communicate and being heard is really important. And it's very frustrating with a limited vocabulary that, a, you know, a, a toddler has mm. to be able to properly communicate actually how they're feeling or what they need. And they haven't learned patience um, and they don't understand, you know, patience or waiting. So they can just lash out in frustration. Let's say, for example, your child's having this massive tantrum. It's late on in the day. They are going ballistic because you haven't got something that they wanted on the telly. You know they're tired. What do you do at that point? Do you lean in and try and deal with it? Or do you recognise there's a physical need and change the way you would deal with a tantrum at that stage? I think... You- Honestly, first, if if you if there is a physical need or a physical area that your child is, you know, having to deal with, that they're 
they're, you know, it's bedtime, say, for instance, and they're, they're trying to go to bed or whatever, it's much better, in my opinion, that you are compassionate, patient, kind and understanding and you just try the distraction and just try and keep going with whatever it is the routine move them on yeah onto bed or come on it's okay also being empathetic to your child is a fantastic thing to do it's not always what you want to do when they're kicking off but it's a really good thing to do because firstly you're saying hey I hear you I hear you I see you I get it I get that you are upset because you cannot have a chocolate bar I understand. You know, mummy gets upset too sometimes. In fact, mummy wants to be shoving her face full of chocolate right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but because by doing that, you know, again, that can bring the the pressure down in the child mm. because they're feeling heard, they're feeling listened to. But also you're modelling empathy. Yeah. Isn't a, empathy is a skill that we have to learn. That's amazing. A lot of people think it's like a, you either have empathy or you don't. Yeah, no, you absolutely have to develop empathy. I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, there is more empathetic or more empathetic people than other people, but it's a skill that mm. you learn. Yeah. And your toddler needs to learn that skill. Yeah. Um, and they need to learn that they're, they're heard and that you care and that you love them. And, you know... It, it's you have if you can if you can think how scary sometimes when we get really really upset we can feel over the top can't we oh and we can get ourselves into a right old state yeah and they're like this in their tiny little bodies so sometimes it can be very scary for them as well so actually bending down getting near them and saying you know i get it honey you're really upset about not being able to you know where your red well is I understand. You know, sometimes that can take the heat right out of a situation. So I definitely try empathy, definitely mm. try, you know, getting down to their level, just trying to understand it from their point of view. And, you know, if they are tired, it's like, come on, sweetheart, you're tired. You know, even putting a name to it mm. is helping them understand their emotions. Mm. Come on, darling, you're just frustrated now. You know, again, fantastic, you know, learning opportunity to actually understand, oh, that's what I feel like that for. Mm, mm. Because they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. And I'm sure there are many parents who will not feel the way that I do. But sometimes I do worry that by doing a lot of empathy and by doing a lot of kind of active listening, that my child is just going to turn into this monster who just rules the roost and won't do as she's told. See, that's really interesting that you say that. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, Calling the psychologist right now. <laughs> Speed dial. <laughs> that, yeah, that's really interesting. No, I mean, I think if you're always, you know, you have to set boundaries to your with your children, in my opinion. If a child doesn't have boundaries, they don't feel safe. Mm. They don't know the rules. They are often socially awkward because they they just trash all over anybody else's anything. So in my opinion, it is really good to set boundaries for a child and there is some clear no's. I was going to say, to hear the word no. Choice and there's some clear yeses. And they are really important things, absolutely. But if your child is overtired, it's going to be really difficult for you to try and make that person, make the little person understand that they can't have that because, you know, they can't. You're just going to get fat, babe. You've got to put the chocolate down. You just, yeah. Too many chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. And and you just got to keep going with your plan with what's the best for your child. So the physical side of it is, you know, is really important. Also, it's really important to not have a paddy yourself. Oh, now what does, I mean, I think if you use me as an example, I might leave the podcast show. <laughs> what does an adult paddy look like? What would you mean? 
Well, it's kind of like when you get in the ring with them. I mean, it's much easier to see this, like, as an outsider. It's harder to see it when you're in it. Because you've never seen any adult do this. Oh, never. no, no, no. This, yeah. this is, uh, yeah. Hypothetical. Hypothetical, yeah. 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 But it, it looks something like, um, you know, I, I can't believe you're behaving like this. You know, I've done this for you. I've done that for you. This is being ridiculous. You're just being, you know, over the top. And... You're, now you're joining in with now the you're, yeah, energy. You're, you're joining in with that. You've got to remain the parent, remain the bigger person, you know, as much as you can remain calm and in control. You are the parent. They're looking at you. Even though they don't look like they're looking at you, they're looking at you to lead the way. Mm. And so you need to you need to stay in that that role as as being the parent. Because your kids can push you like no other being yeah and hurt you right they yeah. you know not even just physically but emotionally you, you know you can you can get upset so don't have a paddy yourself remain calm lower your tone and body language if appropriate sometimes actually you know if they're going really loud yeah you go you go you know you can go the other way yeah. Sometimes even by getting down, it's all right, sweetheart. You know, you get down there so that they can see that you're right there. You know, a kind word often turns away anger. Yeah. Calms it right down. Comfort them if they'll allow you to. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad that you couldn't have the... I know to you it might seem like mundane. To them it's the end of their world. I know. Who because would have they're... thought the red wellies were that important? They're so immediate. Yeah. They're so immediate. Life is over as they know it. <laughs> <laughs> try the empathy as well mm-hmm. you can also use distraction come yeah. on let's go and do this and you just use distraction you can absolutely try ignoring yeah but you have to stick to that you know just you have to just it might get louder. Oh, i've tried ignoring mine 35 minutes later we're still going so it doesn't always work for every child does it it doesn't always work. And you've got to find, and sometimes you might have to use a couple of these strategies, you know, and find out what does work. The the when and then is also really good. Talk to me about that. So when you've sat down, yeah. then you can have your supper. Yeah. Or when you've, you know, uh, picked up your toy, then you can have pudding or whatever it is. It's when and then. Because children don't have a concept of time. Like in a minute, they don't get that. So they or, don't get yeah. in a minute or, or after dinner yeah. or, yeah. yeah they, they have got no concepts of time. So when and then is a good one. Yeah. When you sit down, then you can have the book. Yeah. Or whatever it is that you're trying to do. When you get in the car seat and get strapped in, then you can have your toy, your toy to hold. And you talked to me the other day about reducing the number of options at heightened tantrum times. Yeah, I mean, it's really good to give children choices. Children need to be able to make a choice. Yeah. And some people, you know, they they do procrastinate. They do find choices really hard and other people don't. But even so, whichever side of the spectrum your child is, they still need to make choices. Yeah. Because that is a skill for life, right? Yeah. You've got to choose all the way along. And your choices have huge impacts on your life. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a coat or a jacket, but it's still the beginning of choices. It's still the beginning of independence, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, it's really important, you know, 
even at dinner table, when you're laying the dinner table, you know, are you having um, a fork and a spoon or are you having a knife or, you know... This fork or this fork, yeah. yeah. you can give choices like that and that's a really good thing to do um, and it's a very good skill. But if there's certain times in the day that are particularly stress-worthy and tantrum-likely... Like getting out the house. Right, that's a hard one. Ugh. You don't want to give, like, which shoes and which coat do you want to yeah. wear today... It's so interesting you say that because I didn't even think I was giving a choice. I just have a boot room. So in the boot room are all the shoes. Yeah, but they're all, all the there. Clothes. Yeah. Right. I didn't so think it was she, a choice. She can see them all. Yeah. I know and which you, one I want her to wear. Yeah, and you pick one. She doesn't want that one. No. No, of course she Full doesn't. Full on 10-minute tantrum over. And then she'll want odd shoes. This is a new thing. I want one blue one and one pink one. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. No one wants their child to go to nursery with odd shoes on and a tutu. I mean, that's just not the look you want to be portraying from your family. So we've recently removed all the shoes from the boot room other than the ones that are weather appropriate. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, if you know, if there are other options like that, that, you know, things, you know, bedtime, you know, if the, if there's, you know, toys out and they're having a tantrum and they won't get into the bed, remove the toys. Yeah. You know, just try and think of strategies. To reduce to, it. To reduce that pressure. In the morning, you know, do as much as you can. Pack the bag, lay the table. Do all those things. Just think through your day. I mean, you know, sometimes we actually keep charts of when a tantrum happens with a child and what started it and what, helped it stop yeah and that's a good thing to do because sometimes we're so busy with our lives we don't actually even see there's a pattern but sometimes there actually could be a pattern and you could be thinking to yourself well I don't know why she's kicking off but actually when you look at it you think actually she's just most of the time tired or when these tantrums happens it's because she doesn't like not having the attention because her little sibling gets it yeah and you know, it can just give you a better look. Just do it for one week. That's interesting because you can also feel like it's tantrum, 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 tantrum. But actually, if you're keeping some sort of a log, it might not be as often, or it could yeah. be just as often as you think. Well, I know. But, yeah. it, you know, at least you've got yeah. some sort of gauge of... See, they're developing their self. Hmm. They're developing their own identity, their own ideas. And, it, you know, it it's painful but beautiful at the same time because here's this little person and they're becoming them and nobody wants to have a compliant child the rest of their life you want them to be like their own people launched yeah and happy they need to be themselves and they have to develop independence and independence is something that they need to do to grow up balanced so if you've tried to do it you've got down to their level you've empathized with them you've tried to distract them you've limited the amount of choices or tantrum problem areas and your child is still kicking off is there a point where you go that's enough yeah yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's lots of people that do different strategies, isn't there? There's the, there's the step. Naughty step. There's outside the time door. Time out. There's in your room. Yeah. There's taking away your toys or whatever, you know, and anything like that. There's a sticker chart. There's a star chart. There's all sorts of things that parents, you know, use. And, you know, there's the whole thing of, you know, do I use a stick? Do I use a carrot? You know, what do I use? And I think, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do, which whatever whatever it is, there's a couple of things that would really help make this successful so first of all consistency yeah got to be consistent and that doesn't just mean you that means you and anybody else that's in the house consistency is key 
Mm. It's really confusing if, you know, in the car, say, for instance, they can flick on lots of songs. I'm not using this example no, from my own this. life no, at no, all. No, no, yeah, okay, no. fine. Yeah, tell the, yeah. Tell the song so story. You can yeah, fine. flick over all the songs yeah. and then on the TV, you can't flick all the TV channels over. What's the difference to a child? But you see, when you say it like that, it makes so much sense. But the other day when we were coming home from nursery with you in the car, my daughter, who's not having her pacifier in the car, is getting um, used to that. So she was playing DJ with the songs. Well, you were actually. Yes, fair enough. I was flicking (laughs) them on. She was shouting, wheels on the bus, and what's this and what's this? And then when we got home, she wanted to do the same with the telly. But the telly's harder to do that to because you have to search and find it. It takes time. And she had a proper meltdown. Yeah. It wasn't until you pointed out that they were very similar things that I even began to see, actually, why can't she play DJ at home but she can in the car? Yeah, TV and radio, what's the difference? Yeah. And and it is that thing. It's like being consistent with whatever you're saying. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. You know, just be consistent with what you do. And, you know, maybe even, you know, you and whoever is helping you co-parent, you know, sit down together. What are our no-no's? Let's just discuss this What's together. What's a no-no? What do you mean? Like, Well, you have certain things where, um, you know what, it doesn't really matter or it's not a big deal. And you have other things that actually, no, that is a big deal for like me. Like put your car belt seat on. Yeah, like seat belts. Yeah. You've, you know, keeping safe, not running out in the road. Yeah. Not, you know, maybe, you know, hurting an animal or another another person yeah. is a no-no. Smacking your little brother around the head with a plate, not okay yeah no that's not good is it no but so there's certain areas of you know certain things that you think as parents that it just doesn't happen and you almost want to kind of like make them into like you know a few life rules we are kind we don't hurt other people we don't hurt other people and we you know take responsibility for ourselves in a younger version we tidy up yeah. Yeah. So you just have a couple of rules and they're house rules and you and your you and your partner, you sit down and you, you talk about these and you think about these and you go, okay, so what what how do we feel about this? How do we feel about that? And as much as you can, you get on the same page. When we say bed, do we really mean bed or can they come back downstairs? Because if one of you does something and then the other one doesn't Full on meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when you're in public and they're having a huge meltdown in public? Yeah, do you know this is a this is a really hard one. So isn't it? uncomfortable, and everyone's looking at you like oh, you're a bad parent. I don't think people do look at you as a bad. Parent. Oh yeah, they do. And I you, you want you want to whisper if you get in the car now, mummy will give you a treat. <laughs> <laughs> or what my friend did the other day: if you don't get in the car, mummy is taking all the treats from the house forever. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Scary. I did laugh out loud. How are you going to maintain that one, babe? Yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> you're yeah. grounded till you're 18. That's it. That's it. I, I, I think the thing is, is that you don't be embarrassed. Mm. You know, every parent that's had a child has had, you know, tantrums um, outside of the home when you said, no, you're not picking up. You're not having no. that sweet. Yeah, Forget it. You're yeah. not having five toys in the shop. No. It's not one. Happening. It's not yeah. your birthday. Yeah. So everybody has had those moments and times. And I think it is, you know, again, you're just consistent. You know, some people say, right, that's it, we're going home. That's not a bad thing to do, is it? No. 
because they learn that actually, oh, oh, I didn't get the thing to do. But that's quite hard if you're in the middle of Sainsbury's and you're doing your weekly shop. And you've got a whole shopping cart of yeah. Yeah, stuff. So I think you've just got to keep going. Just be confident. Speak kindly to yourself in your head. Get that good dialogue going on. I'm doing so well. This won't last forever. I'm an amazing parent. I'm going to put my headphones in and listen yeah. to some music. <laughs> just pick yourself up. And you can say, sweetheart, I know you're unhappy. I'm really sorry you're unhappy. But yeah. it's not happening. I guess the worst thing you can do though is give in to that in the middle of the, definitely because there, just... is, there can be you know we've talked about the, the emotional side of the tantrum we've talked about the developmental of, of the brain side of the tantrum we've, we've talked about the lack of communication we've talked about all of those you know areas but we haven't talked about the side of manipulation and actually you know that that can what my darling child can be manipulative how dare well, you maybe not yours <laughs> yeah defo mine <laughs> but you know that is also part of it as well what control do i have Mm. What can I change? What can I make people do that I want them to do? How powerful am I? Yeah. How powerful is, she, is, is he or she? Yeah. Do I have control over them? Yeah. Can I rule the roost? You know, all these things, again, it's all learning. It's yeah. all developing a sense of self and boundaries and ideas. So sometimes it can be because they're just wanting their own way. And some are very clever at knowing now is the time to kick off because... We're in Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Sainsbury's equals kickoff time. Let's show mummy up. In fact, I remember a story of looking after one of my little nephews and we were in the Whitgift Centre going shopping. He had a tantrum. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And um, I didn't know what to do with him. It was his first tantrum ever. So I picked him up by his ankle and just carried on walking. And it's very slidey floors at the Whitgift Centre. So after a few minutes, he stopped having his tantrum, laughed and got up. The next time we went to the Wick Gift Centre, he laid on the floor and handed me his foot. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely do remember. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. And then I think just get get yourself, you know, some space and some time. Look after yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure your boundaries are consistent. Whatever it is, whatever one you're choosing to, you know, go down in in choices. You know, make sure that you do it all the time. Get on the same page with other people. Be empathetic. You know, be you know, try and be as supportive as you can to yourself as well as your toddler. And you, I liked something you said to me the other day about having your reaction like going up in stairs. Yeah. Talk to, talk to me a bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, what you don't want to do is start off at stage 10 where, you're, where you're, your toddler's having a paddy and you're shouting back at your toddler and, you know, there is no, there's, there's no steps. You've no gone progression. From, you've gone from naught to zero. They've gone from naught to zero and you've also gone, you know, from, from naught to 100 immediately. Um, and it, that's stressful for you. Yeah. And then where do you go with that? Well, you're, you're at 10, so yeah. there's nowhere to go. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to kind of like see it as climbing the stairs where you go, you know, you do a firm no and you give the, you know, you give the sound of the no that you are serious, no. And you can do it with your eyes as well. You no. should see what she's looking at me, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you can then use your hand as well, you know, just to put your hand out like stop, no. Yeah. Um, physically, you can actually change your body shape as well. You can stand up to be bigger. I'm really serious. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not happening. So, you know, there's, but, and they're like walking up a step. Yeah. And you do different things and it gets more and more and more before you start off the. Right, that's it. Yeah. You always want that, like, at the end. At, yeah. 
Um, the others haven't worked. But it's interesting because I think a lot of parents nowadays feel like no is a really bad word for you to yes. teach. It. This is like a new thing that's happening in parenting. Like, is, I think it's called soft parenting. or Gentle parenting. Pushover parenting, maybe. Where they just, they don't, you don't teach your child no. But I personally think it's quite dangerous. Well, we, I mean, you and I had a chat with this, didn't we, about your children and about their ability to say no to you. Yeah, so I think by taking no out of the house, you stop them from even being able to say, I'm not happy with the way you're treating me because I haven't learned a no, I haven't heard a no, and now I haven't been taught to say no. No is a really good word. I mean, it's 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 just as good as a yes. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 they, they do need to hear a no, in my opinion. And, you know, they also need to be able to say no to their friends who's maybe hurting them. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I let my child say no to me. No, mummy, I don't want that. Okay, don't have it then. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes like, no, get in the car. You have yeah. to get in the car. Yeah, well, she, well that's the thing. It doesn't, yeah. mean if she's, it doesn't mean if she says no, she's going to be get her own way. Yeah. It just means she has the, she, she has the ability to use it. Yeah, and we've, we've been doing a thing, and it was honestly not my idea, somebody else's, but someone was saying that when auntie so-and-so, not auntie Ali, obviously another auntie, was saying, can I have a kiss? And my daughter says, no, that's okay. She Definitely. doesn't have to give kisses. Absolutely. You know, that's her choice. And Absolutely. she's got a right to say, I don't yeah. want to give you a kiss. And I want her to learn to say no to kissing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this, I mean, this is why, you know, when you are a parent, the, the, it is a bit of a minefield because there is so much out there. Oh, my gosh. You know, you need to, you know, definitely. I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, you're really good at is, like, networking and chatting to your friends, what you do about this and what you do about that. And I, I think just you love to talk, Ali. You, <laughs> you do like to talk. Good at it. <laughs> and I, it. I think it is just kind of like... Helping and supporting one another, um, you know, with ideas. What do you do about that? And what do you do about this? Because it is, it, it is, it is tricky. It's not easy, mm. you know. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this today is to try and give you the tools at home to try some other things to help with your tantrums. Yeah, trends. definitely, and to support you. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a qualification in this. You're very good at it. Well, I love it. It's my job. You know, this is this is what, and I've I've done it for a lot of times. But if you haven't done this, you, you know, before, and you you know, this isn't your training, this isn't your skill set. Your skill set is completely different. These things are very confusing. And I loved what you said today about a looking after yourself. Oh, so important. And making sure you're not pouring from an empty cup. So because important. nobody handles tantrums well when you're feeling like you might be close to your own tantrum. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said today about looking in areas in the house to reduce that, like the boot room, taking out yeah, all the shoes. Yeah, definitely. And... Just have, just you know, have a little look from. A, I mean, sometimes you know, when I'm setting up a room at the nursery, I'll actually get down on my knees. Uh, what does it look like from a child's point of view? Amazing, Ali. That's an incredible <laughs> thing to do. You're going to be looking at my house now, seeing me walking around on my knees, <laughs> hiding shoes in boot rooms. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just yeah, I because have a boot room. It's like yeah, you're so lucky. <laughs> Don't really. It's just a corner of another room. Um, Thank you so much, Ali, for talking to us about tantrums. I'm sure this is not going to be the last conversation we have. Oh, I hope some something of what I've said has, has helped somebody. So, I'm sure. Help me. I'm I'm going to go and do my tantrum um, diary. Um, just for myself, never mind the kids. <laughs> um, 
If you've got anything that you want to ask us, we are here for you. We are doing this for you. We're not doing this just for each other. We have these conversations all the time. We are here for you. So if you have a question that you want to ask us, if there's um, some particular thing on tantrums that we haven't covered, let us know. We want to hear from you. You can do that by emailing us at manager at number nine, the nursery dot co dot UK. Thanks guys. You're awesome. Ali's awesome. You're awesome. I'm awesome. Everyone's awesome. And here's to some more peaceful times in all of our houses, please. No more tantrums. Nobody's happy having tantrums. So we will see you guys soon. Share our podcast. Send us a like. Get in touch. Bye. Bye.